You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hello, everyone. I know you've been waiting for a very long time to be involved with all of the amazing things that we're doing at Rare Drop, and now is the time. We are introducing the Rare Drop Patreon, so if you've ever wanted to get involved with experimental content or being at any of our podcasts early to listen in, well, all of that is available in the new Rare Drop Patreon. Check it out. Welcome to, I don't even know, is this episode 10? Oh, it's been a while, so I don't know. I got to go into my What's my, happened my since we last talked? We had Christmas. We had New Year's. New Year's. We had a psychopath try and take over the United States Capitol. We had multiple. <laughs> a man dressed as a Viking is now <laughs> the speaker it's, of the house was my favorite tweet from that. I, uh... <laughs> The memes. I, think my have fa- been- <laughs> I was just gonna say my favorite thing is the memes. How could you not? Like it's I so sad. I was just gonna say that everything's so sad and awful and terrible. But if you cannot sit back and enjoy the memes for an hour, y- you have to. That is, and I, and again, I feel like it comes with territory of why people like me and Mike are friends. Our humor is very dark, <laughs> <laughs> say the least. It's a coping mechanism, but it, our humor is very dark. <laughs> So we were getting some of the the, the darker videos uh, and and memes oh. uh, that were so good. But um, my favorite so far, and not everyone's going to get this joke, is the law dispute guy that I showed you yesterday. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. There's oh so many, so many. Oh man, but yeah. So um, it's been an interesting. I think it's episode ten. Where's my Spotify? I'll double check, and then I'll officially say welcome to old fashioned episode. Uh, old fashioned podcast. There you are. It is episode eleven, technically Ooh. twelve, because we had the special episode with Janessa from Phoenix down when I interviewed her. So technically twelve, I'll take it. Technically we'll twelve, call it eleven. So we go in numerical order because I get okay for about that stuff. Um, but uh, welcome to episode eleven, old fashioned. Mike and I are just hanging out this morning. Uh, drinking some coffee. We couldn't record an episode last week because Kings Coast Coffee, by the way, kingscoastcoffee.com. Of course. Uh, we couldn't record an episode last week because I I put my phone down for two weeks over vacation. How good did that feel? Great. Till I yeah. came back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You create more work for you when you turn it yeah, back on. Yeah, so you, it's not necessarily that you do less work. It's that you just delay the work that you have to do. Um, yeah. And I was amazed at at people... And Wayne said it best on social media when he said um, that uh, there's a special place in hell for people who send customer service emails the day after Christmas. (laughs) And I agree with it. People emailing us and telling us, you know, like, hey, uh, my hoodie order didn't arrive yet on December 26. So, So let me. Don't judge me, but. Let me know if this counts. Okay. Let me know if this counts. All right. So I was purchasing some games for my nephew. Sure. All right. He's old enough now. His parents bought him his first Xbox. Mm -hmm. They bought him a few things. And he's like, Uncle Mike. X, Y, and Z. I said, okay, I'll get them for you. I accidentally bought the base version when I fully intended to buy the digital deluxe version, whatever it was. Mm Mm-hmm. So I went to, I went in and I, I bought both copies, bought the base and the digital version, and I just sent them a message saying, hey, I, this is what I intended to do. Could I please refund the base? And I just left it at that. They did it a couple days later. They refunded it. But I bought both products and then just wanted the regular one refunded. Does that count? So being on the other side of the fence, I would say I would say, yes, it counts, but. Damn. I will give you the benefit of the doubt in the situation because I know you didn't expect an answer. I didn't. That's why I bought both. I bought both and I gave him the one. I gave him the the one I intended to buy. And like in all honesty, the base game was so cheap because there were so many sales going on. The base game, it wouldn't have even fucking mattered if they said no. Whatever. So 
I now jumping back to my side of the fence because that's where I sit. I instinctively judge every single person that sends that email. <laughs> you asshole. Now, all of them may have been, I'm going to send this because I'm off from work and I have time uh, and just send it out and wait for a response. But on our side of the fence, it is taken as, oh, I guess I guess we can't enjoy our holidays. Yeah. Just oh, like I guess you, my huh? time doesn't matter. So it's 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 the lost in translation um, uh, idea of of technology and texting and email and it's, social it's the media. Text based communications. You know how many arguments start because no one can catch tone in in a, so many so many texts. You know that used to be a real like I struggled with that. My thing is okay. So my father-in-law, my father-in-law is a dot 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 person. Oh, see the dot 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 thing. But every message ends with the dot dot dot, and you're like, oh my god, he's being so condescending. But then you meet my father-in-law, and you're like, there's no way this man. This is not the case. (laughs) He just for some reason ends every text with dot dot dot, (laughs) and I don't know why. Grammatically speaking. See, if I if I see the dot dot dot, I yeah, I immediately interpret that as You're like, look at this motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's how I interpret it. That's not his intention at all. That's but, just Oh wow, yeah. Said. There you go. Case in point. But his he's, communication. He's a lawyer, like how many things has he written to someone on accident that been they've been like dot, dot, look, dot. At this, look at this guy. I guess he <laughs> does want to go to court. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, there's that. I've gotten into fights when the king's coast chat with wayne because we can't you can't see tone like he'll say something and i'll respond and then i won't mean it that way but then he gets all amped and i get all amped and it's all (laughs) because you don't know what you're saying uh, or or the other person's reading what you're saying in a way different tone i want to know like how many global decisions have been made because of a text or an email that was taken out of tone how many breakups things like that Think about well, back, it. So, shit. I guess we really wouldn't. So, well, we weren't born into it. We were raised exactly like we kind of went through it as it. it was coming up. Right. Like I remember when a text cost money. Yeah. So do I. Eat I hit this text. button. It's going to cost my parents fifty cents. Like yep, I remember per that. text. Yeah. Yeah. So you only did that. I remember in emergencies. The. Uh, so there the the. the School had the payphones and the parents would, pre- would preload the cards, preload the calling cards, and you'd call after practice to come pick us up. Okay, so I had a way around that. One eight hundred collect. And you know how it would say, "State your name." Yep. I'd go, "Mom, come pick me up." <laughs> Do you accept charges? No. Meant no. she was coming to pick me up. That's fantastic. Yep, that's how we used to do it. If I ever called collect, I always pulled the uh, the big daddy. Your baby boy. <laughs> the the Geico commercial then years later would do what we used to do <laughs> in high school, which was the mom. We had a baby eats a boy. <laughs> that's so clever, man. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I used to do. It was like, mom, come pick me up from uh, from basketball. And if mom, she mom, said no, then she was coming. If she said yes and accepted the charges, it was the reason why she couldn't come. So, oh, man. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. That's probably why they went out of business was kids like me scamming them. Because you could do it to your yeah. friends too. You can be like, "Yo, meet me at Seven Eleven in in you know, and I can say where I used to live in Deer Park." And we accept charges. No, meant they were on their way to Seven <laughs> Eleven. Damn. Yeah, that's smart, man. I like it. That's clever. But I mean, like, how many? That's, that's out of the box. Thinking. How many breakups have occurred between between lovers? Over the years of just a, t- a text that was taken out of out of context, out of tone. I'm sure many of fights, many of fights, bare minimum. I remember. So, I mean, you remember like you have uh, you'd be in a fight or it's like a bad day at school, with your girlfriend or whatever the case may be. And you got home and unless you had your own fucking phone line in your room, which I did not. There's there was no way you had to share the phone with everybody else in the house and incoming calls. So it was almost impossible to try to communicate even on the phone at night with whoever you were dating. Yep. So shit wouldn't get resolved for like a week. You'd have to be it like, call me, call me at 830 because that's that's when the phone will be. Yeah, free. you had to set up times. Yeah, I remember. And there was no other way to 
to get in touch with them. So if they called and your brother or your, your mother was on the phone and, yep. Yep. and then they get more irate because why isn't he answering? Did he take the phone off yep. the hook so he doesn't have to talk to me? And then, um, yeah, it becomes a whole thing. <sighs> and then, you know, God forbid you have younger siblings in the other room picking up and they could hear, listen to the whole entire conversation. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That was my that, that was my my mom would sometimes spy on me. My, uh, my siblings <laughs> never did. Man, it was tough. Yeah. It's tough. She wanted to catch me like doing drugs or something. Um, <laughs> did you do the smiley face as we got older? Do you remember the smiley face? You would get it from a girl and mm. be like, does she mean or is she just wait smiling or wait. is that a symbol of that? We should I I don't why <laughs> uh, and it, all it was was an emoji and it would drive uh, you insane. My wife used to do that to me when I was dating and she swears to this day that the smiley face was just a smiley face. And I still to this day say that's bullshit. You were flirting. It's a flirt. It's 100% a flirt. It has to be. But it's not always a flirt. That's the thing. She's right. But in her case, I say she's wrong. But yeah, in in your context, it was a flirt. Right. Thank God they're married. So it had to be. You also have to remember the scope of emojis we had to use back in the day is not even a a, a, smiley face, frowny face, winky face. And that was about it. You can now convey sarcasm. We couldn't convey sarcasm through emojis back in the day. Nope. You can convey disgust. <laughs> you can convey. I think we had crying. We had crying back in the day, didn't we? What else? Did we... I'm trying to look at my keyboard and think about what we would have used for that. I remember. You the poop, remember the, the poop emoji was a big one when it came out. Oh yes, a little swirly guy. Everyone interpreted it as it's a it's an ice cream top. It's pudding. I didn't. I it's, used it as a bullshit pudding. emoji. It 100 percent was shit. <laughs> Always shit. It was never anything other than shit. It is. It is you remember? Um, when you you would get so good, all you had to really do is is see the, like read the screen, you know, read the text message, and then back when texting, you had to uh, you know triple press for a letter, mm-hmm. and you would get so good in your pocket, you'd know exactly what you were texting without even looking at the screen. Yep. Yep. I I that was honestly I can still text blind for the most part like i could sit here talking to you like this and well, for and for us it's it's almost the same way because we have the swipe keyboard mm-hmm. so as long as you know where things are you can you can essentially you're doing the same thing but with uh if, if i'm like having to like regularly like tap the num tap the numbers so many times to get the letter yep i i, I think i'd fuck it up i don't think i'd be able to do it but now i couldn't back then i probably could pull it off with the with the old oh yeah I also had the Nextel, uh, the chirp, the chirp guy. Yeah, I had that for a while for work, uh, but my I dad had that for. I remember when they came out, my dad got them for, I think, two or three guys at at his work. Ugh, those things were bricks, man. They weren't as big as as you'd think. Plus, I had the holster, man. Come on. <laughs> Everybody had a holster. <laughs> you hear a chirp, you whip it right out and chirp back. Uh, how old I must have been like late teens when they came out and I had it for work with my parents. I wasn't allowed to use it as a phone. My stepdad no. would only let me take it to and from work. Emergencies uh, only. But I would start like putting my friends who had Nextels in there, too, and we'd be chirping while I was at work. Right. Because the chirp was free, but like the calls and stuff and the texting was. Yeah, the chirp. That was, was part the of whole advantage. That was the whole. Yeah. Yeah, which was the because calls back the plans back in the day were ridiculous. My stepfather had the Zach Morris phone for work at one point. So did my mother. Oh, my God. The big brick. Yep. And you had like a shoulder strap for it to walk around with it. <laughs> Walking around like fanny packs are fashionable. Yeah, they had it for work. It was uh, it was pretty because that was back when uh, they had those two in in the business they worked in in, the, in travel. They had um in limousines and whatnot they had those the phones the too. bag phones yeah that would that would sit there so you could make calls so that's how they communicated mm-hmm. with people um man it's uh come along honestly if they came out i know they came out with a new with a razor but it's not the same shape no it's so not i'm not willing to accept it as a razor no it's not a razor my I wife just want 
I want that phone back. Give me, give me like the new technology, but I want the exact phone. Were you a BlackBerry person? I did have a BlackBerry. I, um, I was more of a fan of Sidekicks than I than I was the BlackBerry. So I had a bunch of friends with with Sidekicks, and I went the BlackBerry route because Danielle had the BlackBerry, mm-hmm. and we were like seeing each other before we were dating. And you had BlackBerry Messenger back in the day. Mm-hmm. So because literally because I was trying to date her, I got a BlackBerry so we could use BlackBerry Messenger. <laughs> De- dedication. Beca- Wait, I'm not done. Because it would say <laughs> if she read the message or not. <laughs> oh, my God. So I got that one. It, this story would be mega creepy if I didn't marry my wife, honestly. Oh, uh so and then i remember i got the bold before her and she was so mad because i had a nicer blackberry than her jelly and then i got the iphone before her and she was really mad that i switched to iphone (laughs) i i so i had one i had one or two blackberries and it wasn't uh, it wasn't like a bad experience with that i think it i think i was just a late adopter more or less and so it it didn't like i didn't benefit from it as much I had the curve first, I think, and then I had the bold. Um, I love the sidekick, though. The little one that came out, I forget which BlackBerry that was. Danielle got it, and she hated it. The It was the smallest BlackBerry they made, but one of the newer ones. I think it was actually one of the downfalls of it. Um, but, yeah, I had the. I think it was the curve and then the bold that I had. I know I had the bold. Hmm. But man, I remember Palm Pilots. You remember Palm Pilots? Oh my God, yes. My stepdad had a Palm Pilot. Those things were early business pads. (laughs) Borderline worthless calculator. Pretty much. (laughs) It didn't do much at all. Speaking Uh, of which, mm -hmm. you remember being in school and all you heard from like 50% of your teachers was, you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket to do this. (laughs) You got to learn the equation. You got to memorize how to do the triangles. Don't you hear that in your head? And then you hear the it was at this point. She knew she fucked up, dude. Every every day I take my phone out and and I do everything. These motherfuckers. I have a I have a a mini computer in my pocket, a hundred times more powerful than the than the PCs we used in school. And I'm and, and, uh, you're not going to have a calculator. Am I really? I could I could do advanced advanced fucking equations on this shit. I never I, I legitimately everything is it's worthless. Well. I can do math in my head pretty well, uh, but I tend to double check it with the calculator in my pocket. I can do math in my head, but you remember how many times how many times a day would you say you're multiplying uh, fractions? Mm, zero again it's industry dependent of course like a chef's probably gonna do that percentages i do all the time percentages yeah so exactly so and i don't deal with percentages every day but i deal with just you know other basic uh, adding you know adding subtracting multiplying is 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 a daily thing that i deal with but like fractions and shit what's what's three uh 20 thirds time uh, fucking take, take my phone out Take my phone out. What? How many cups to equate to half a whatever? I saw the Google most of that. I'm phone. so bad with conversion. Con- conversions. Yep. Go right to the phone. Especially a lot of the recipes and whatnot I get are are international, and everyone's got different conversion rates for things. So then you got the Americans yeah. insist on freedom metrics. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's fifty kilo kilometers, which what? is funny. Any anytime you hear like a military person talk and they're describing distance, they describe it in meters. Yeah. Interesting. Never Isn't it? That. Yeah, you're right. Like most of the time you're talking when you talk to how many of them say, oh, yeah, it's feet. Unless it's great distance, like a mile, they'll say that. But if they're judging, it's usually you, you hear meters and they say click, which is kilometers. Mm-hmm. Like 50 clicks is 50 kilometers. That's interesting. Yeah, funny to think about. Freaking your your everyday is is inches and in, in feet. Freaking freedom metrics, dude. It's it's just strange, isn't it? I don't know. Can we talk about Rob homemaking Taco Bell food? 
Can I tell you? Yes, we yes, yes, we have to. But if full disclosure, my wife has made homemade Crunchwrap Supremes as well on multiple occasions. Damn it, that just, you just ruined everything. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I but I had to be I had to be honest with you and I had to be upfront. 100% we have done that and I they are delicious. I would have the crunch wrap that Rob made but the whole point of this Mike was to go in on Rob for no reason whatsoever like we always I had did. to be honest. You took it away. I'm and sorry. then we were going to compliment Pete's beautiful homemade that margarita pizza. Oven baked mm-hmm. margarita pizza with homemade sauce. Oh. I'm so over under on how well I guess he would have to move to his isolated location first but I was going to say over under on how long before he has a legit fucking brick oven in his backyard. Pete? Yeah. I would say he'll build one after he leaves Long Island. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, he'll he'll move first and then but I can see him building like a full full primitive like not primitive but outdoor brick kitchen inspired kitchen yeah. outside. He'll do an outdoor kitchen. I'd love to too extend mine but at this point um I'm I'm not they came back with when we refied with the appraisal and holy shit, I was shocked. The woman's like, you're sitting on on such a good investment. I couldn't it's believe awesome. it. Um, I, speaking of investment in real estate, I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube about um, just intrigued and, and uh, wanting to do more research, especially on the housing market, because it was such a boom in 2020 with uh, real estate that went up. Uh scared that we'd have a repeat of the early 2000s mm-hmm. with the real estate market and i kind of went down a hole <laughs> how like the trending market and how how tw- the early 2000s how that even happened with the real estate market and and to compare it to today where the the values are just so high it and the difference is how, how things are being handled differently it's crazy i i find that stuff interesting the information that's out there is crazy I look at, and again, this is me not like pumping up Tampa or anything. These are all facts, but living in New York, I think it's interesting how New York went from Manhattan is a like the place to COVID pretty much just like taking the legs out from Manhattan. Will Manhattan bounce back? Yes, but Manhattan's going to have to go through a period like it did in the 1970s where crime is an issue, you know, safety is an issue. These are things that and I I believe this was going to happen anyway. I think COVID just hit the fast forward button because Mm -hmm. the way that state and that city was spending money was like, you know, a kid with dad's credit card. Uh, Right, 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 right. And looking at New York and looking at all the business, this is the kicker. Two things have happened. People are moving out to Long Island and to upstate New York because they no longer feel justified paying Manhattan prices. So the market on Long Island, I know, I don't know so much about upstate. I'm going to assume it's the same. Has shot up. As Wayne, who just bought a house, told us, you know, everybody's trying to buy on Long Island because they're trying to leave the city. Plus, Mm -hmm. with COVID, everybody wants more space now. I live in a house with a yard and a pool and everything, and I'm sitting here looking at, you know, looking at mountain ranges in freaking Montana and Utah. Like, I wish I was there. I know. Uh, So do I. So... Um, grass is always greener, though. You, I know. It's yeah, as soon as you're there, you're like, oh, there's nothing to do. I wish I owned the whole mountain. Um, <laughs> so looking at that and then looking at Tampa, where I live now, is so interesting because Tampa, our real estate is doing good. It's not doing, like, amazing. But our luxury real estate is through the fucking roof right now. People what are leaving. Uh, Rich people are leaving. For waterfront properties, places where they can own a boat and do all that stuff, and they're buying here. And California is no longer an option because they're under similar issues no. in New York. No, Bu- businesses are businesses are coming over into Florida. Uh, what the fuck? I was just reading like a really good article on this, um, and I forget where I saw it. A few major financial firms have moved to downtown Tampa. There's a lot. There's a huge influx on both. Uh, just you know basic residency into back into Florida as well as businesses coming back into Florida right. um, specifically as a result of all this shit that's been happening and because, not and even I, just the political front but just like it's less general. political and more financial it's yeah, more the, the right. no state income tax um, right. so when you look when Which you're Texas an employer has too, 
and and Texas is being flooded by a, yeah. the West Coast. Yeah, same thing. So it's, a, it's, a, it's the same. It's the same thing. Elon just moved Tesla to Texas, right? I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't I believe I don't that's know. what happened. Um, so it's for Florida. Again, it's not really political. It's more financial. You can you can if you work from home, you can have a better quality of life because now there's no more. Well, there, it still exists and it needs to go away. The idea that you pay your employee based on where they live if they work from home is absolute horseshit. Like, aside yeah, from knowing where to mail their check, you should not have a say in them making X amount of dollars because they live in Delaware. It doesn't really mm-hmm. matter um, if the company's based in Oregon. Like, why would that make a difference? So that needs to go away, and I think it's on its way out. But you well, can the only move- difference... The only difference would be is it like so like let's take my state for example I live on the east coast of my state if I lived central or west side of my state and and if the company was based out of there that I worked for the cost of living out there is so it's so much it's so much lower than it is on the east side of the state that if they based their salaries on the co- what surrounds the company I would be making significantly less than what I would be making if they based it on my address on the east side of the state that's the only thing that I can think of and because I, I agree like where where I live shouldn't put a cap on how what much I make, make. Yep. It, it, it shouldn't you shouldn't in my opinion if you're going to do that it should be whichever of the two is higher I mean Rob works in South Carolina and he mm-hmm. gets paid on a I don't know where his company's based and I, I wouldn't say it anyway, but he let's no. say for for argument's sake, he gets paid. He gets paid on a New York salary mm-hmm. because he works remote and lives in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I think that's completely fair. Like if you get that job, you know, you're going to stay remote, whether you have to travel to the office post COVID, obviously, uh, right. wh- how X amount of times a year. If you're down for that, why should it determine mm-hmm. where you like your salary should have nothing to do with where you live the, at that point. Exactly. The, the job salary should be the job salary. Because it shouldn't you, be the job salary coupled with where you live. If no, you no, no, get no. that the job, job is, and you want a better quality of life, you should be exactly. able to go wherever the hell you want. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so it's, you, it's it's like if you're looking at it, it should be. If. So like the example I gave, if I'm looking at it and, and the company says this is the salary, boom. Right. I'd say, OK, well, that's not a salary acceptable to me. So I'm going to then keep I'm going to keep on moving. I'm going to keep looking. But to interview or, or to reevaluate a salary at now that work from home is in place and businesses are seeing it as more financially viable. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't then get to dictate, well, we're going to now reduce your salary be, be based on where you live. No, 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 no. That's not cool. That's not OK. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. It's it's, but that is one of the advantages to moving to one of these states. Um, I know income tax plays into where your company is based, so you do you might have to pay income tax based on how they do that. Um, but overall, Florida can provide quality of living financially that is competitive to living in a major city. You know, if you go mm-hmm. to Miami, you're going to pay Miami rates. But if you go to right. Tampa or Orlando or or Jacksonville. Or uh, <laughs> uh, one of those places, you know, you can get a more. I, I like living in Tampa. I think Tampa is a good medium to sort yeah. of a big city life, but it has a really good um, yeah. um, uh, suburban sprawl. Danielle was explaining to me, too, the reason Tampa or Florida, um, <clears throat> the way they build is out because they don't really build up here. So that's why mm-hmm. everything is so spread out when you come down is that here. Because like the storm systems and the weather, storm systems, weather, you know, that makes sense. Foundation, everything, because everything's sand yeah. if you start digging. Yeah, here. that makes a lot of sense. I even think about that. The other thing, so and th- with this whole work from home thing, I and my wife benefits from it, and 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 I love it, and I th- and I, and it's great, and and it just makes sense. And I never even put together, like I never even thought about that because. Yeah, and I'm not going to say where her company's based out of, but it's nowhere near where we live. And I asked her, I was like, did they, did they, did that come into play? And she's like, yes and no for her company. The salary, the salary she had when she worked 
locally when went into the office, they kept it the same. So I don't know if that was them basing the salary on where she lived because it, the salary was also based on the employment when it was a local office. So the, the company is not, getting rid of offices and physical structures are downsizing them. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't affect employee um, uh, pay because they're eliminating overhead. They're saving <laughs> money. You're saving money. Now, I, I, I am the owner of a company, multiple companies, honestly, at this point, that uh, work from home does not work for rare job. We are, we are too creative and planning driven to be separated. Mm. And it's very it's been super difficult for us to operate. We're we're making it. Uh, and Kings Coast physically obviously yeah. can't. It's impossible. Right. Right. So, you know, in an instance like that, I, I'm I'm fine with work from home for other people. But I, I'll say for my team and what I do, it doesn't work. But for Phoenix down, they all work from home. You know, they don't they don't really need an office right now. Uh they have the tools and the ability and the supplies to do everything they uh, they they need to from home. Yeah. You good? Yeah, I'm fine. Sorry. We we can cut this out. Reading a similar. No, I'm reading a silly comment. Responding because, you know, text based tones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we won't cut it out. You guys can just enjoy that silence for a few seconds. <laughs> podcast listener person in the ether um yeah so i in essence i'm all for work from home it shouldn't be based on where you are located um if 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 they're going to post a job the salary is the salary me as the potential employee if i look at that salary and i say no that's just not that's something that i can't make work where i live then you know you kind of move on i guess all right. So one thing me and Mike want to do this year is we want to do more brackets, but we also want to bring some like fun, ridiculous crap into the podcast this year. In addition to the brackets and guests, I invested in some some like decks basically of cards that shoot us over random questions. So I would love to pull a few every week and discuss with Mike. So I'm pulling these from the WTF pile. Are you ready? I'm ready. Have you ever eaten a whole tube of Pringles by yourself? Yes. Yes. I, 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 Why I'll, is a I'll better question? To say, I've also eaten an entire family-sized bag of chips myself. Same. So, <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you don't... I mean, Pringles is damn near personal size. Damn near personal size. Then why do the they make the short ones? Is, <laughs> they make... The, yeah, but those are baby. That's for my kid. <laughs> the, the, the fucking motto is once you pop, you don't stop. It is the motto. <laughs> True. I have to be physically. If you put sour cream and onion tube in front of me, forget it. I need to be physically restrained at some point to stop eating those. Unless right. I'm like puking. Uh, but, no, I, I absolutely. And you know what? I, I would go a step further and say, if you haven't, if you haven't, you're committing a sin. Oh, this is a good one. Do you have a birthmark and where do I have a birthmark? Um, no, I thought mine was on my head, but then I shaved my head and I don't see it. So I don't know where my birthmark is. I, I have can't to have one. Of, I thought, no, I, I, let's look. I mean, I have up. like blemishes. But I don't know if I consider that like a like a Doesn't like a birthmark. A I knew a kid in school had a birthmark, like you said, on his head. But not it was everyone has one. Okay, he had one on his head, and it it actually there was a when he grew his hair out, and because he did, he had like you know a full head of hair, unlike us. Mm-hmm. And he um that spot he had brown hair except for that spot. That spot was bleach white. That's weird. Yeah. Both so my like, daughters have them on their arms. My sister has one like on the heel of her foot. I thought mine was on my head, but I don't I don't obviously I don't see it anymore. What would be your theme song to life, Mike? 
Oh, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> yeah, I, there's many times, many times throughout, I, I would say daily, that I wish I could have a publicly playing soundtrack. Kind of like MySpace or Zanga, but like, <laughs> oh my God, just, just regularly walking through the street and I'm emanating this music. I, uh, I'm somewhere between hate breeds, destroy everything and Otis Redding sitting on the dock by the bay. (laughs) So you can all figure out where that all materializes and comes together. But that's where I am. That's where I'm at. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, what would you write a book about? Uh, what would I write a book about? Well, I don't want to be a poser. Wayne's kind of got the coffee table book on lock, so. It's a coffee table that. book that turns yeah. into a coffee table. Do you remember that episode <laughs> of Seinfeld? Um, it wouldn't be about my life, but. Fuck. You know what sucks is I'm so influenced by everything that like the media I already consume that I would be essentially regurgitating like super into dark fantasy. Right. So like Dark Souls and and Lord of the Rings and shit like that, that I feel like anything I would put out would just essentially be replicating those to some degree. But isn't everything borrowing from something else at this? point? Yes. I mean, unless you're the OG. But even the 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 well, I mean, at this point where we're at now these right. stories oh, are oh, oh, oh. even lord of the rings is based in various mythologies yeah that's true you know everything is borrowed no, nothing is i don't want to say nothing's an original thought but things are borrowed and inspired by other things so if you wanted right. to do dark fantasy you could bring that to life based on things that have influenced you and I feel like such a shit heel because I'm constantly complaining about nothing original anymore. And, and when, you know, oh, another BR. Wow. Fucking sweet. But here I am. I, uh, I, I've been, I've had notebooks filled with ideas for world building that I've been, I've had over a decade. I think there's two notebooks I have. So why don't so, you start writing novels? I don't know. I can't write a novel. I know I can't, but I can build a world and have someone ghost write a novel for me. Or I can take it to animators and storyboard stuff, or I can try and sell it to somebody that wants to make a game or a movie or a TV show. That's true. So all the above. I'm in the phase of trying to make it coherent instead of just pages of nonsense. How old? How old is this stuff? I started writing it before I was married, so it's older than 10 years. Okay. Does, so in your mind, have you re- reread everything you've done from start to finish? Does mm-hmm. it still hold up a decade later? Yeah, it goes in line in with mind? shit that came out. I didn't even I didn't even know what Game of Thrones was when I started writing this, and a lot of the structure of the world is very Game of Thrones-esque in a political fashion. Awesome. Um, there's, uh, there's some diversity and culture in it that obviously now in the current social revolution if you will is very in prevalent you know oh wow yeah like, these are things i wrote five years ago and i'm not saying that stuff wasn't important five years ago i'm saying it's it's more important than it's ever been in, in everyone's right. face uh in a good way um but a lot of it <laughs> i wrote into it which you know a lot of times with fantasy it feels like they try and shove diversity into fantasy uh, and there's no organic pathway to, let's say, uh, a black character or a black race in a fantasy story getting the the due um, respect that they deserve as a culture advanced as part of the main story. A lot of times right, you watch a show and it's like, well, they just shoved someone in there. You know, they put a woman in that role because they wanted to say they had a woman as a star instead of writing an organic. Like, I think Ray is a Star Wars character. Forget about the mm-hmm. story overall. 
I think Ray is a very important character. They've screwed with her story. I'm not in love with the fact that she's a Palpatine. Spoilers. Um, (laughs) Do you even have to say that at this point? I just say it anyway, just to piss people off. (laughs) Um, I'm not in love with the fact that she's a Palpatine, but Ray's journey as a woman in that universe, I find to be important. So I try and take elements like that. But even Mike, like you said, you're inspired by dark fantasy. I'm inspired by my, my, my oldest daughter at this point when I started writing this was that how does she have like a strong heroine figure that she can relate to? Um, mm. Cause again, if a story is written good, I don't give a shit who the main character is. Yeah, no, I want to relate to them because it's, it's a well-told well-written story. It doesn't matter if they're a woman, if person of color, it never will matter to me. Mm-hmm. But if it's a poorly written story and they shoved someone in there to, to just say that they did that, that's bullshit. So the way I looked at it, and this was years ago, was that I can take this group of people and make them a central part of the universe because of X, Y, and Z. Um, and did that. And then I, so I have that one story. It's kind of like, I don't say high fantasy because it's not fantasy-esque. And then the other one is uh, dirty deep space, millions of years in the future, aliens, cool shit. Um, so... I don't know. Maybe in the next few years, I'll do something with them. I'm I'm in the process of unloading my notebook and making coherent notes of of world building. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'd be so with that much time going by. I'd be really interested to see how much of you how how much of it you still how do I, like how much you like. Okay, yeah, this is still really good content that I could build off of. Versus like maybe I sidebar this. I really didn't like the way I developed it back then or whatever the case may be. Cause like, and just to like oversimplify what you're going through right now, something that we can both kind of, so like a tattoo, I have an, I have an idea for a tattoo or I have an idea of like a drawing for something. I draw it, I let it sit. And like, before I know it, a year goes by and I look at that and I'm like, fuck, I'm glad I didn't get that tattoo. <laughs> Even tattoos are interesting because there's a race, in, in one of the things that I wrote years ago, like why aren't people with tattoos represented in a fantasy element? So one of tattoos are in one of the things I wrote important to this race because it's signification of their faith and their religion and, you know, all of these ancient things. But I'm talking it's really not represented and tattoos are exactly that to a lot of cultures. But I'm talking, Mike, I'm talking neck down to feet on hands and everything <laughs> like but everything has meaning. Everything is right. important to the person that was put on there. Um, almost like the Maori, the way the Maori, you know, the tattoo is so significant of who you are and what, you know, your spirit is and everything. It's kind of like that. But, you know, if you ever saw this on a screen or came to life, these would have to be played by like dudes covered in, in and women covered in tattoos from head to toe. Face tattoos, ev- neck, everything down, I'm down. But that's never represented. So as culture moves forward, why are we not changing our stories to reflect our because any story you tell is a reflection of the culture you're living in, because mm-hmm. um, that's why when people are like, it's one thing to say you know, I don't want to talk politics and stuff like that. That's fine. But when people are like, keep politics out of video games, I'm like, you can't tell people to keep politics out of storytelling uh, because politics are connected to social issues and social issues are what storytelling is. And you politics can't separate those two things. Yeah. Po- politics is a concept. You, you you can't. You're never you're never going to not have that. It, 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 it's it's it'll always be there. Um, <sighs> People got mad at Last of Us. You didn't play too, right? No, I can't say it then. Um, but oh. the the, the so, reason they got mad at it was because you played one though, right? Mm-hmm. Was because this game alters your perception of Ellie, and you don't want that after you played the first game and you became so attached to Joel and Ellie. Okay. And there's a social commentary that goes along with it of why. And it's not what you think. It's you have to play it to understand what the commentary okay. is. It's not what you think. It's more honestly, it's less social and more emotional. Um, so when you play it, you'll understand what I'm saying. But people didn't like that because it, it mm. altered the view of a character. But it also gave a different point of view of that character. 
And that is why I loved it because I didn't walk mm-hmm. away from the game like I feel like that was that was so good. What an ending. Fantastic. I felt sick. I felt upset in a good way. I walked away from that like it was art. Like right. I there was a problem and the problem didn't get fixed. <laughs> See, and then so I, I needed dude, I finished that stream and I went in the 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 kitchen and I grabbed the Jack Daniels and I poured it neat and went outside. Daniels you like needed to decompress. You okay? And I'm like, I finished Last of Us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, uh, oh, mm, yeah, mm, mm, just went. Mm. Didn't even get ice. Just drank it neat. <laughs> uh, there, there's so there's, I I get people saying politics, whatever, and that and people who say that generally they they are just so. They've drawn that hard line and they fall on the other side of that hard line. And for whatever reason, they still want to support the product, but they don't because they fall on the other line, the other side of that line. And I just don't get drawing the line to begin with. There is an artistic license. And if they if if they decide to go in a specific direction, they decide to go in that direction. Not all games go in the same direction. Not all games try to convey the same thing. So if you really don't like it, you can play another game. But respect the artistic direction of whatever's happening or whatever they're trying the story that they're trying to tell it's okay it's fine I, I like i don't i don't get the idea of drawing that line and taking a side i just enjoy the product for what the product is and, and move on well it, it's not really politics at that point it's you didn't tell the story the way i wanted the story told you know that's what it comes but, down uh, to a lot of times Right. But I mean, like, so and again, admittedly, I didn't really dive. I just I know there was a lot of controversy. There there was a lot of angry people shouting into the Twitter. You know, black hole that is Twitter um, about that game in particular. I didn't get into why it was so negatively perceived. And some people went so far as to say, like, it wasn't a good game or it wasn't X, Y and Z, which is probably I would assume way off base because the game looked amazing. It just graphically, it looked fantastic. And their storytelling in one, there's no way it didn't follow through to two. So oh, it followed through to two. Right. So Big objectively, it, that's probably a really bad. It's probably I, not. A, I'm so emotionally roughed up by that story mm-hmm. that I would love to play it on PS5 again. And I probably won't do it for years because I. Because it's that heavy. I don't want to relive it right now. <laughs> Especially like while we're in quarantine and COVID and, you know, all right. of this stuff. It is too much of an emotional roller coaster of a ride to relive Last of Us 2 on PS5. And right. like maybe when, you know, my kids are a little older and I'll go back and I'll give it another run on PS5. But like right now, today, I couldn't do it. I couldn't emotionally handle going through that journey again because it just messed with me. <laughs> See, and but ghost of tsushima was super like that was a journey as well but that was more of the traditional family honor etc etc but i would do that one again tomorrow on ps5 right it's i it's not the same topic or, or it's not in the same vein rather same topic but not in the same vein it's like uh, Soulsborne games and we've talked about accessibility and, and all that but to demand that a game go in a certain direction or demand that a game do or be a certain thing such as providing an easy mode um, again it's I, I go back to the artistic direction if I like if I just feel that way across the board just leave it the way it fucking is just leave it if this is how the developers chose to tell the story or to write it or, or to t- or, or, or to create the game, this is the fucking game. This is the game. Just leave it. I mean, we're in the culture of I could do it better, you know. Um, Fuck off. Fuck off. That's, you know, like, it's so irritating. I didn't like the Star Wars trilogy because I would have done this. Cool. Thank you for your critique. Stop making fake rumors that they're going to remake the trilogy and, and waste billions of dollars. It right. still made them an ass load of money, whether you like it or not. and i'm not saying you have to like everything that comes out there's you shouldn't no you shouldn't but that doesn't mean that it has to be made to your fucking specifications it doesn't mean that shit does not need to change to match whatever it is the fuck you want 
Exactly. They don't need to rewrite Last of Us because you were unhappy with the way the story was told. They don't need to redo the for Star Game Wars trilogy Game because you didn't like it. They don't need to redo the last season of Game of Thrones because it was an absolute <laughs> shit show. They're not going to, but it ended They're and that's not. how it no. ended. And if you go no. back and watch Game of Thrones all the way through, it's season eight stings a lot or seven, eight. I don't remember what it was, seven. Uh, it stings a lot less because you know what's going to happen. And you can enjoy the linear path of not having to wait. a uh, What was it? A year and a half we waited for that? Yeah. Uh, you don't uh, wait a year a and a half to, to be let down like that. You can just fly through it. So things like that do sting less down the road as a complete story. People hated Mandalorian like four episodes in in season one. And now it's, you know, oh, my gosh. So right. did you finish? I it? Just, I'm, I'm, no, I did not yet. Michael. Dude, I got I, I dove. I, I, I'm such a piece of shit. I. I can binge that, no problem. And I, I'll go on to Netflix, I find Manhunt, and I binge both seasons of Manhunt in, like, uh, less than a week. So good. I, um, just caught up on The Expanse yesterday. I keep seeing that. Is it good? Um, Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Because I, I need to fit, I need to watch The Mandalorian, and then we'll talk about The Expanse. You also need to watch Vikings. And Vikings. And The Last Kingdom. Have you watched Rock and Roller yet? It's in my Netflix queue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, One yeah. night I'm just going to watch it. So um, it's. Uh, I have to get out of here, Mike. I have that hard end time now. Yeah, you got your hard time. Hey, man, we we, we hit 50. That's pretty yeah, good. I mean, pretty good. I think. And we're going to do this tomorrow. Meet, did, yeah. Did, did we meet Wayne's expectations for this episode? Yeah. <laughs> out well we'll find out because if he doesn't say anything about this we know he didn't finish the episode fair love you buddy thank you so much for uh episode 11 of the old-fashioned podcast he's metric underscore methods with the z on twitter i'm kevin x vision on twitter uh you can go to raredrop.co and check out all of the podcasts and go back and listen to old episodes or watch old episodes depending on how you like to consume it um and kingscoastcoffee.com Patreon.com slash rare jobs. Uh, I wonder, I got to figure out with Ben how we can do a Patreon thing for, uh, I'm thinking a Q&A for old fashioned for Patreon because I'm sure people want to ask like me and Mike some questions. Q&A? No, what they can do is they can put a bunch of listed questions and we can read them off in an episode and just answer all oh, of them. Oh, that's a great idea. So I think we're going to do that. Uh, but cool. I'm going to put that uh, in front of Ben now and I'm going to go to this meeting that I have to go to. And you all have a fantastic day, evening, uh, whenever you listen to this. And you're awesome. And thank you. And see you later. Bye.